Welcome to We Lead Radio. Your hosts are June Gunter, Beth Hijack, Christine Erickson, and Morgan Reidenauer. This show is a conversation that will focus on reimagining leadership to meet the reality of 21st century business and life in organizations. The conversation is inspired by timeless, natural wisdom for how to lead through uncertainty. Now, here are the hosts of We Lead Radio. Welcome, I'm Morgan Reidenauer, and this is We Lead Radio. I'm back again with my amazing co-host, June Gunter. Hello. Beth Hijack. Good morning, everyone. And Christine Erickson. Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about leading through a transformation. And to get us started, I wanted to ask my co-hosts, what does it look like when a horse chooses to accept a leadership role? I am extremely excited about this show because, to me, it, it really is what our book is about. And for those of you who haven't read it yet or haven't downloaded it yet, I hope you do because it's called The Choice to Lead. And that really is the conversation we're in today. When I think about all the times where I have watched horses choose to lead, I see a very similar behavior, which is very simply, they step forward. They step forward and demonstrate that they are ready to do the job that's in front of them. And they know that they're the right one to lead in this situation. And they don't doubt it in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's, a, it's in pursuit of a purpose that's in everyone's best interest. And there's tremendous conviction behind it. And it can also be incredibly subtle. Um, I have watched sentinels in a herd of horses notice a stranger and while they're all clumped together convened ready to keep each other safe one will emerge and step towards the stranger now that is an act of leadership and they are literally making the choice to be the one who determines is is if this stranger is friend or foe i've also had the rare experience of watching our own herds dynamics and you know i will never forget harley and yanni are sort of a famous married couple in our in our herd and yanni is the lead mare and harley plays the role of lead stallion now he's missing a couple of parts but we don't talk about it it's just not important anymore and uh when yanni was with foal about to foal Harley began to take a leadership role that I had never seen him take before because it was time. And he began to really guide her away from threats. And it was beautiful to watch because what I will tell you is that Harley is not afraid of anything except Yanni. <laughs> and he has a very healthy respect for her. He adores her, but he's got a really healthy respect. And um, when it came time to give her direction because it would be what kept her safe, she received it. And he had to really demonstrate a lot of courage to do it. Uh, and I think that's just an important part of what the choice to lead looks like is that you're willing to step up front and do what's necessary because you know it's in everyone's best interest. 
You know, I think that uh, there's another piece to this stepping up journey, whether it's two-legged or four-legged. And that, um, that what I love about what I've seen in our horses is uh, when the unexpected steps up. And I'm talking about Galen, who's our supersized love muffin. He's eight feet tall, seven feet long, and has a, has a heart bigger than anything I've ever experienced before. And um, I think that Galen and I have walked a similar path. And what I've seen in Galen and myself is that when you are seen and heard and believed in, that uh, you will step up and do about anything when it's, uh, you have purpose and intention behind it. And uh, I want to share a quick story about Galen. So uh, Galen became uh, part of our herd a little bit later on. And um, he uh, kind of hung in the back, wasn't really sure what his role is. And we went to Return to Freedom. And we were thinking about integrating a new horse into our herd. And our horses lined up like in a cavalry line at a distance far from this other herd, this other potential horse that was separated by a fence. And they're all standing in this line just discerning whether or not what they were going to do next. And out of the blue, Galen, Galen of all the horses, not Hope, not Harley, not uh any of the other horses, Galen just charges. I mean, just runs flat, wide open with everything that he has at this other horse. And I'm on the other side of the fence with this horse, and I'm looking at Galen like, what are you doing? <laughs> and are you going to jump this fence? Because he could. And it was his moment of stepping up and leading. Now, what I loved about it was, was it awkward? Yes. <laughs> was it, was it um, more energy than probably needed in the moment? Yes. <laughs> and what I adore and what I want to encourage people to, that are listening and communities and uh, that we are stepping into and out to is like, uh, it's not, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be, leaders don't come. To lead is an active it's, a, it's action, and you're not Thor or Wonder Woman. And, and, and that's what Galen showed me that day, that, you know, leadership in, in, is about like faith to me. You don't wake up with faith one day. You practice. And uh, I just think that there's that underpiece that before you get to that level of Yanni or Harley, there is a path, and they're always working on it. You just don't wake up with everything. I really appreciate that, Beth. And just to dovetail on that, what I had been thinking before you started speaking was how, you know, I admire so much that um, embodiment that horses make that can be very large, you know, chest out, head up, you know, when uh -huh. this on and this is happening now and I'm going forward or that stepping forward that June said or the subtlety of a, a sent sentinel. What I love is those different layers of leadership because I think so often we look at the stepping forward or, or choosing that role. But underneath all that, I also 
from observation think that horses live in the possibility of leadership, which speaks to Galen. It's a, con it's a constant that is going on in what they're doing every day. And so that one day that Galen is able to step forward. There's a fluidity mm -hmm. around leadership that is, not, that is not contained as much as it is exacting in moments. Exactly. It's all about being in the moment and making a choice in the moment of what's required of you and what you're willing to do. It's not based on role. It's not based on title. It is based on your commitment to the herd you're a part of or the community you serve. Hmm. And, and Gale, and the herd, sorry, Morgan, and the herd gave Galen that space absolutely right yeah to be something more than uh, a label that he was put on as a dressage horse or this big showy flashy thing or whatever stereotype might have been placed upon him or what his abilities could be or should be right they gave him a whole new opportunity to be who he was and the relationships that they have allow them to transcend any label that's been placed on them. There are so many crossovers, I think, between horses and humans. And obviously, I think that's why I'm part of the show. But now that we've talked a little bit about what we've seen in horses, I want to circle back and ask, what have you seen in yourselves? Who have you become as you've walked this path of choosing leadership and choosing to share leadership as people? You know, I'm happy to start this conversation and I've reflected on it deeply and often. And I would say the biggest transformation in me of what, who I've had to become is to have a very balanced relationship with reality and possibility. I would say when I was younger, I looked at what was possible and ignored what was real. And the more I have, um, I've been asked to step up to lead in various situations, the more important it's become for me to see the reality that the people I'm leading are experiencing and being willing to be in conversation about it relentlessly and to make it safe for people to talk about reality. Um, and I, I also believe that the thing that's been important is to not lose sight of possibility. But, you know, as many of you have heard me say, reality without possibility is draining. But possibility without reality is delusional. And neither one of them are healthy. Um, and it's work. I have to work on that routinely as a leader to hold that balance. You know, uh, for me, when I think about that question, Morgan, I kind of reframed it a little bit. Instead of who, who have I become, for me, it's, is, it is what qualities do I need to embody leading in this moment in the best, best interest of all? You know, do I need to bring clarity? Do I need to bring compassion? Because I'm continuing to become, right? It's an evolution. And so uh, for me, leading is a verb. 
it will always be a verb. I think for me on this journey, I relate to what you said, June, a lot, as you probably know from conversations. <laughs> <laughs> the possibility is my happy place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I just wanted to say something quick. Um, in in this journey, I think for me, what I'm what I continue to be challenged with is really being an acceptance of who I am and where my strengths are, and not always where I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. What, what I wanted that to look like and be and actually who I am and what can I genuinely bring to my leadership. Right. Yeah. That's so important. Oh, just learning every day about these amazing people I work with. We do need to head to break because I want us to have time to talk to our guests. We have two brilliant guests that we're going to introduce in this next segment. So we're going to cut to break, but we will be back. See you on the other side. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Teaching horses on the frontier of leadership development. Get out of the office and into the field to learn what horses have to teach us about leading through uncertainty. Teaching Horse is recognized worldwide as a premier provider of executive and leadership development with horses. Work side by side with horses to apply a simple framework for leading through uncertainty. Practice using attention, direction, energy, and congruence to elevate confidence in your leadership. Contact us at teachinghorse.com to meet your executive leadership and team development goals. Are you among the many who believe it is time to reimagine leadership for the 21st century? Are you considering stepping up to a new level of leadership? If so, we have a resource for you. Go to the Amazon Kindle store and order The Choice to Lead by June Gunter and Beth Hijack. In this book, the authors share what horses have taught them about leadership that will prepare you to take confident steps in the direction of your future. Download your copy today, and we look forward to supporting your growth as a leader. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to We Lead Radio. Tweet us at We Lead Radio to share your thoughts or questions, or send an email to leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Again, that's leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We have two very exciting guests to be in conversation with you today as we begin to explore what it really means to lead transformation and exploring the fact that no matter which way you cut it, transformation is personal. So um, I want to introduce you to Lejeune Montgomery Tabron. She is the CEO, president and CEO of the W.K. Kellogg Foundation in Battle Creek, Michigan, which is one of the largest private foundations in the United States. And I will tell you that Lejeune is 
the first African-American woman president of the Kellogg Foundation. She is breaking new ground every day as we speak. And um, I'm going to say a little bit about the Kellogg Foundation. The focus of the foundation is on enabling thriving children, working families, and creating equitable communities. These are three areas of critical importance for anyone on this planet. And the Kellogg Foundation is also focused on um, supporting truth, racial healing, and transformation. And that work underpins all of their work as they try to address racial inequity in ways that create sustainable communities. And to that end, they are also really focused on cultivating community leaders and fostering community engagement. And the work they do is transformational, period. Um, I also want to introduce you to Dr. Paul Martinez. Dr. Paul Martinez is the president of Dynamic Solutions. And um, the way I would describe Paul is, Paul is a seer. He's a person who sees other people and helps them see themselves. And he is a, a man who can support leaders in cultivating trust in their organization. And he's masterful at it. And so I consider him a colleague and a friend and a, and a partner in this work. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience with Lejeune. What I'll tell you about Lejeune very simply is she is a force for good. Lejeune understands the necessity of collaboration and partnership to the nth degree to achieve transformation. And she's willing to disrupt the status quo to achieve it. And she's willing to disrupt the status quo of her own organization to ensure that they are capable of assisting the transformation that is at the core of their organization. So I welcome Lejeune and Paul to the conversation. Thank you, Jim. You're most welcome, you, my friend. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, June. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Well, uh, it is my pleasure to get you started with just a very simple request. Tell us the story of the transformation you've been leading at the Kellogg Foundation. So thank you. I'd be glad to. And uh, I have to say that I enjoyed uh, your uh, commentary earlier on the show. Um, I don't have a middle name. Uh, I have many names, but I don't have a many middle name. And I think my middle name is now Galen. <laughs> we will bestow about... that upon you, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. I will. When I think about the transformation that I've been leading, uh, what a similar story. Five years ago, I stepped into the CEO role here at the Kellogg Foundation uh, after uh, a long career here doing what was needed for me in the moment. Uh, and so as you look at my bio, I've led almost every aspect of the organization uh, and after 27 years uh, became the CEO and um, the transformation that I want I could see uh, 
that was needed uh, was very different than what we had been in my first 27 years. but as you were saying, uh, I was ready to charge toward that transformation. I, um, I knew that philanthropy needed to be different because we work in communities. We needed to have a lens that was connected and uh, broad, and we were structured in a way where we were siloed and uh, compartmentalized. And so... Um, but I knew that we needed to walk the talk of the transformation we wanted to see in those possibilities and therefore uh, had to face reality and make some significant shifts in leadership structure uh, and just how we were connecting internally so that we could do the great work we aspired to do externally. So in my first five years, we have transformed how our governance work. We've worked very uh, significantly on leadership development, learning the diamond model and working with you, June, and the experience with the horses, which I have heard from all of my leadership team was absolutely transformational. Uh, and it's bringing us to a new way of understanding collective leadership. So, you know, again, as Galen did it, uh, it wasn't perfect. Uh, it may have been awkward coming from an organization that uh, was really steeped in tradition. Uh, but five years later, we are practicing very clearly um, those aspects of great uh, herd leadership, and it's coming together. Uh, I'm known to be a risk taker. Uh, what the horses taught me is uh, that's okay, but you need protection, and there's a way to to step into that space where you can bring the entire team with you, and that's what I'm learning to do, and it has really been transformational. Well, Lejeune, you got it. <laughs> I, I'm so happy to hear you say that you can step out front, but you don't have to risk your life to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's something sim- simple like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so uh, if you would, you know, some of the things that I'm curious about are the, the pearls of wisdom that you've gained as you have been leading this transformation. You've been on a five-year journey. Share with our listeners some of your key lessons learned along the way. Great. Uh, the first thing I would say is no matter how clear your vision is, you can't get there alone. Uh, and that was a very early learning for me. I had a great vision. I think I had started creating this vision, you know, a few decades before I stepped into this role. But it was my vision, and it needed to be our vision. And uh, the first hard lesson I learned is, you know, uh, you can't lead if you don't have followers who are aligned and congruent with what you are trying to achieve. And I finally got to a moment where I had to turn around and look and see the herd uh, miles behind. And uh, this tr- this training effort that we have embarked upon with Paul um, 
has been one that has allowed us to stay together uh, with the herd and to lead in a different way that brings everyone along. So I would just, my, my biggest advice would be uh, to make sure that there's congruence and direction in the leadership team and that you're bringing everyone with you as you're trying to uh, achieve a greater vision. That's a hard balance to strike. I understand what you're saying intimately. And um, the other thing I would encourage people to think about is this is another situation that you're never going to get right. There will be times when there is great distance between you and the herd and it's time to close it. And there are going to be times when you're moving together fluidly. The key is to keep noticing and to be willing to course correct. Absolutely. So how about you, Paul? You have been partnering with Lejeune on this journey. What are some of the key learnings that that you've had along the way? Because transformation is personal. Even though you're partnering with Lejeune, I have a feeling you're helping guide this, but I think it's affecting you at the same time. Absolutely. Well, June, again, thank you for inviting us to the show. It's a tremendous hit to be here with you and, and the team. Uh, as I hear your voices talk about the, the various relationships to horses and leadership, a lot of things come to mind for me as well. Um, one that is hanging over my wall in my office is that leadership is action and not position. And it's basically an eagle in flight. Uh, but it mm. tells me how clear nature is about leadership. Uh, it just simply is moving in a direction and, and stay in the course, if you will. And so I think about that often with, uh, with regard to the Kellogg Foundation, Lejeune and her leadership team, and really everyone who wears a leadership hat within the foundation, how we're really trying to get them focused on a direction, the direction that Lejeune has set out, the, the vision that she has for this foundation. And every interaction I have with the Kellogg Foundation's leadership tells me that we're getting closer and closer to moving in harmony with each other and actually creating the, the actual diamond formation within the context of the leadership of the foundation. That's exciting to see. Uh, as I think about nuggets, things that have come to mind for me, there's a few. Uh, the first one is that this is a journey. It's mm-hmm. going to take a lot of time and patience and, and dedication and commitment to get to where Lejeune wants to go. She has set the clear course. She has given the parameters. She has, um, in essence, when I think about teaching horse and where leaders' focus has to be on, the focus has to be on where they want to go, and Lejeune has never wavered from her focus. And I can see her, her leaders alongside her also with that same focused and laser, you know, laser focused on where they, they're, they're going and helping their teams get there. Um, that, that to me strikes me pretty significantly. The other thing that strikes me is this idea of self-awareness and really being attuned to yourself and in the relationship with congruence, internal and external congruence. And uh, I was with every single uh, WKKF leader going through Teaching Horse, and it struck me how every single one of them had a lesson to learn from the horse. Uh, for many, it had to do with get yourself out of your cognitive mindset and shift to your heart. Let yourself be connected at a heart level, uh, not only to the horse, but in, in essence to your people, to what it is we're trying to accomplish within the context of a foundation that, that requires your heart's effort, not just your mind's effort. 
Uh, and the last thing that really comes to mind for me is this idea of energy. And I loved it when the horses, especially when the teams were doing the walk with the horse and, and, and the horse determining if they want to be part of the herd, if the horse felt too much energy, it bolted. If the horse <laughs> felt uh, a, a sense of the energy was going all different directions, it either laid down or rolled in the dirt or it bolted. And so it gave very clear understanding of, or, or it gave very clear uh, picture of what I either I'm, I'm totally aligned with you, I understand where you want me to go from an energy perspective, or I'm not clear with you and therefore I'm not going to participate in this herd. So those things really struck me. They are a powerful reflection of our energy and an uh, unbelievable source of feedback that I was so so happy to see your team embrace and make good decisions about what to do to course correct and, and, and help that horse be successful, which is really a mirror for helping your organization be successful. It was really beautiful to watch. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we are about to head to break. When we come back, we are going to dig a little bit deeper, and Christine is going to bring you into the conversation about what the change has been like for you from a personal perspective. Join us after the break. Don't want to miss a moment with Lejeune and Paul. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Teaching horses on the frontier of leadership development. Get out of the office and into the field to learn what horses have to teach us about leading through uncertainty. Teaching Horses recognized worldwide as a premier provider of executive and leadership development with horses. Work side by side with horses to apply a simple framework for leading through uncertainty. Practice using attention, direction, energy, and congruence to elevate confidence in your leadership. Contact us at teachinghorse.com to meet your executive leadership and team development goals. Are you among the many who believe it is time to reimagine leadership for the 21st century? Are you considering stepping up to a new level of leadership? If so, we have a resource for you. Go to the Amazon Kindle store and order The Choice to Lead by June Gunter and Beth Hijack. In this book, the authors share what horses have taught them about leadership that will prepare you to take confident steps in the direction of your future. Download your copy today, and we look forward to supporting your growth as a leader. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to We Lead Radio. 
tweet us at We Lead Radio to share your thoughts or questions, or send an email to leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Again, that's leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Lejeune and Paul of the Kellogg Foundation, and we are going to continue this wonderful conversation about leading transformation. We're going to shift our perspective to the personal part of transformation, which is always inevitable in these processes. And Lejeune and Paul, I just invite you to share um, a bit about what, what were the most poignant aspects of this for you personally? Great. Well, I will start and... Um there are a couple moments during uh, our session that uh, I carry with me, uh, and two particularly. The first was um, when I began to interact with the horse, uh, we had been trained on how you needed to connect with the horse. And the first thing uh, that you had to do was establish that connection before you could try to lead the horse anywhere. And I remember where I was just so into the techniques of trying to connect with the horse and uh, June finally said do you see you've already connected with the horse? Do you see what this horse is doing to you? He's given given himself to you and you're still trying to go through step one, two, three, four. Um, And and that was powerful for me uh, again in how I am leading the Kellogg Foundation because I had connected with people over 27 years prior to becoming CEO, and I wasn't leveraging that, and that was mm. what I was being taught at that moment. Um, the second thing, and, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I, I tend to go after the possibility. I am uh, never uh, shy of, of admitting that there's... Uh, improvement needed and pushing toward that improvement. And so as I was interacting with the horse, at one point, the horse shifted. Uh, and again, I didn't know, understand why, but what was happening is the horse determined that it needed to protect me because I was putting myself at risk. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't realize that. Uh, but what it taught me was while you can uh, pursue great things, uh, you need to trust in others and, and trust that they will uh, protect you uh, in getting there. And so it, it left me with a sense of vulnerability that mm. I think is uh, very critical to being an authentic leader. Uh, and now I understand that you have to be vulnerable and, and use the team and all of the strengths of the team and let them know that in any moment uh, they have the strength and they can protect myself and all of us as we are uh, seeking greatness. So the two things that I left with that I continue to think about um, is this issue of, of, of leveraging the relationships and the authenticity of those relationships and then being vulnerable and letting people know that I need them just as much as we need each other. Absolutely. Those are pow- powerful noticings and learnings. Thank you so much, Lejeune, for sharing that. I, I'm going to go back to that vulnerability piece, too, for a minute. I actually think that that is what allows possibility to breathe. 
when we step into yeah. that vulnerability because it allows everyone else around us to do that too and to step into uh, what they can offer. Very beautiful. Um, Paul, what about you? What has been your experience? What are some of the most important changes you've experienced in this process? Yeah, for me, it's uh, it's been a, a, an affirmation and a validation of the all the these key elements that surround leadership. Uh, and again, going back to that realization that while the mind certainly matters in the equation of leadership, the heart plays a really critical role as well. And trying to find the, the, the balance, if you will, the rhythm between those two to inform how you show up as a leader. And what really impressed me about teaching horse was how the horses would not attend to the individual, wouldn't give the attention unless the horse knew that there was a connection there. Even from the, uh, the perspective of the horse looking elsewhere to, to basically give warning or just to say, hey, there's something else going on. Are you paying attention to that? And when you give gaze to that, uh, wherever the same direction the horse is looking at and the horse would give you back its attention, uh, that to me was a very powerful because I think oftentimes our people are trying to clue us into some very key things that are happening around us environmentally, and we can very quickly take our gaze off of those things. But if we're paying attention to each other, if we're in true partnership and relationship, uh, then we can help each other along this journey of leadership because you know, I believe that leadership is a social process. It's just not an individual who's the heroic leader. It truly is all of us working in tandem to support the effort. Uh, and and the other thing that, um, that that strikes me is there's a the model that I've been working on, a trust model called the trust dynamic, and how closely my model aligned to teaching horse, in particular the area of vulnerability, uh, and to me, vulnerability is a profound catalyst as it relates to trust. In other words, if as a leader you're able to demonstrate vulnerability, if you're able to step in your own vulnerability, then you take trust to a much deeper level. Uh, and I think I paid witness to that time and time again as I was watching these leaders engage with the horses, which to me was a very powerful experience. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes, I think stopping to notice, I think in different ways, but both of... Uh, what both of you said in different ways, noticing what is already there, like the relationships that mm-hmm. Lejeune spoke to. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what are the, what are the people around you noticing? You know, you don't have to keep looking for it or, or ignoring it. Um, mm-hmm. Listening and noticing to what they're doing. Um, beautiful, beautiful learnings from both of you. Thank you so much. So with, within this, arena of transformation and we talk about leadership development and growth what does continually adapting look like what does that look like in action paul you talked about leadership as action mm-hmm. uh yeah so you know it's interesting this again going back to this as a journey it's not a sprint it's not gonna hmm. find itself ready and done uh, in a very short period of time, and it's the willingness to stay with it. It's the willingness to ensure that everybody is along the journey with you, and that's what I loved about the diamond model is every single member of that herd is paying attention to where everyone else is at and the relationship that we have with each other. And sometimes as a leader, you need to take that forward-facing position, and sometimes you need to be the sentinel, which you're simply looking out for and inviting others into the herd. And sometimes you need to be taking the approach from behind where you're truly just helping to guide and steer from the rear. And one of the most powerful, one of the, uh, there's so many powerful learnings that came out of teaching horse for me, but one was an individual who 
always felt that leadership had to happen from the front. And what he realized was the person that, that was at the front was doing a good job of, of having clear direction. But the horse would oftentimes look at all, at all sides. It would look what was happening in the front, what was happening at the side, and what was happening in the rear. And he actually made contact, eye contact with the horse from the rear position and got a very clear sense in that moment that I'm in sync with this horse and we're moving together. And it gave mm-hmm. him a, a lesson of, I don't always have to be up front to lead. I can lead from the, from the rear times. And that was a very powerful learning for him as well as for me. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And I think, you know, back to the vulnerability piece, I think just that alone, stepping into another role feels very vulnerable because we've, we've been taught and we've led for so long from a particular position or in a particular silo or con- container or contained framework. And that, mm-hmm. that requires vulnerability too because of our perception of what that means, what we make that mean to lead from the front and not. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Lejeune, what does continually adapting look like for you? Yeah, I think, um, so when I think about the diamond model, uh, we talk about vulnerability. And I think the other word that you use a lot, at least in the writing and what I experienced was uh, this word agility. And Mm -hmm. I think when you think about what's needed in leadership today, I I'm really resonating today with the word agility and how to create a agile leadership and more importantly, an agile organization. Uh, and this model, I think, lends itself to being agile because of what you were saying earlier about really focusing on how to be in the moment. And I think sometimes, uh, at least in my organization, we had so many traditional practices that we were forgetting about the moment, the here and now. And so what we are doing is adopting this model and others in uh, a transformation toward becoming a very agile organization, one that will resonate uh, very well with our grantees, our uh, external partners, as well as our staff. And that is, as you say, that is an action word. It happens real time, all the time. And uh, if there isn't, uh, that's one of the most powerful lessons that I've come to understand And it is absolutely needed, not only in our organization, but I believe in many organizations. Because you, you feel when you're, you're in a situation that doesn't feel very agile, where, you know, you're being, um, forced to accept, um, tradition and, uh, uh, rhetoric or theory and, and you're not in an active practice moment. And I think for the type of organization we are, we just can't, uh, perform that way any longer. So this work has moved us into a space that I think will, will make us, uh, the great foundation that we have to be for all those children and families and communities that we serve. 
Absolutely. It sounds like you are well on your way. Thank you so much. We're going to come right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back and Lejeune and Paul will invite you to some last thoughts and call to action that you may want to share with our listeners today. Um, we will be right back after the break. You can tweet us at We Lead Radio or email us at leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Teaching horses on the frontier of leadership development. Get out of the office and into the field to learn what horses have to teach us about leading through uncertainty. Teaching Horse is recognized worldwide as a premier provider of executive and leadership development with horses. Work side by side with horses to apply a simple framework for leading through uncertainty. Practice using attention, direction, energy, and congruence to elevate confidence in your leadership. Contact us at teachinghorse.com to meet your executive leadership and team development goals. Are you among the many who believe it is time to reimagine leadership for the 21st century? Are you considering stepping up to a new level of leadership? If so, we have a resource for you. Go to the Amazon Kindle store and order The Choice to Lead by June Gunter and Beth Hijack. In this book, the authors share what horses have taught them about leadership that will prepare you to take confident steps in the direction of your future. Download your copy today, and we look forward to supporting your growth as a leader. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to We Lead Radio. Tweet us at We Lead Radio to share your thoughts or questions or send an email to leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Again, that's leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Now, back to this week's show. Good. Welcome back, everybody. I almost said good morning. It is still morning, but welcome back. We're having an amazing, an amazing conversation with Lejeune and Paul from the Kellogg Foundation. And uh, it's like Christmas morning to me to be in this conversation with them. I'm so grateful. And I'd like to invite Lejeune and Paul to share with us uh, a call to action that they would like to leave uh, follow travelers on this path of transformation and leadership. And I will start, and it's a uh, it's a call to action, and for me, it's uh, it's it's my reality, and it's this concept of uh, of walk the talk, be the change that you want to see in others, and I just think the journey that we've been on, as Paul has described it, has been one where. Uh, we all have to to be this change. This isn't something you can mandate or um, 
you know, impose on others. Uh, as the horses taught us, uh, they're looking at your own congruence. Is this coming from yourself, your internal being, as well as what you espouse and write and talk about? Um, and so I just think this is a moment for authentic leadership, and we all must learn um, where we are very congru- congruent uh, with what we say and maybe where we're not and focus in on that and try to really, uh, you know, walk the talk in this space and it will pay off in spades. And so that would be my my parting words. Uh, I just think that uh, we can be the models and and then we will also then share the authentic stories that help others get there. That's wonderful, Anna. And you are speaking horse right now. You are you are embodying um, what it what it is to be a part of a herd and not be separate from, but actually living and speaking and believing that which you are sharing and moving forward with your leadership. Um, thank you, Lejeune. And Paul, how about you? Yeah, the word that's coming to mind for me throughout our conversation is partnership. Mm. Um, And the headline that I'm visibly looking at right now is, it's a we thing. Yeah, Um, right on. Yeah, in order to get into that partnership and the we thing, we first have to attend to ourselves. And we have to get very clear with who we are as individuals, what it is we aspire to, what it is we're willing to do to get there to create that Mm -hmm. partnership because oftentimes we get in the way of ourselves. And Mm -hmm. the powerful lesson that I think uh, continues to resonate with me and everyone that I've seen go through Teaching Horse is that idea of congruence. Is my internal matching my external? And if it's not, why not? And I think my, my call to action for people is to get really clear about where you're at with yourself, what -hmm. you're willing to do or not do, uh, to get into this partnership because sometimes it's a difficult journey and it's not one that we want to take. Maybe not in this moment, maybe we're willing to take it later on, but we have to be clear with ourselves about where we're at and what we're willing to do to shift into partnership because it's not an easy, what Lejeune is asking of the foundation is not an easy shift to go from an individual contributor, maybe someone who has a lot of um, prominence within their own level of expertise or content area and to shift that into a, a partnership with others to create deeper impact uh, to these children that ultimately the foundation is serving. And so how do we get into partnership? How do we get congruent with ourselves and how do we stay there? And I think the lessons learned in teaching wars continue to inform us on how we do that. Oftentimes, what I notice time and time again is the horses would identify those areas that, you know, were true areas of focus and opportunity. And so mm-hmm. it's presented to you um, right in front of your eyes, even if you didn't want it to be. And then ultimately it's your decision on how you want to move forward with that. So how do we remain in partnership and how do we ensure congruence within ourselves to get there? I think that's, that is, is a core piece. And uh, at another time, that is really Galen's story. And if you go back and read the first book and then follow through to where Galen is now, you will see that he was very much in a silo and in mm-hmm. being congruent. Really, you know, to be congruent, just bring everything about who you are, that your brains, your heart, your spirit, uh, 
the place that you grew up. You don't have to leave that behind. And that, that was a big lesson for me and Galen. So thank you, Paula. Thank you, Lejeune. Right. Uh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. You know, one of the things that I was reflecting on while I listened to you all talk is I think people underestimate how much conversation is a part of transformation. Mm. And when you think about being congruent, essentially, people have to realize that the conversations you choose to have or choose not to have will determine your future together. And I think what I have observed in both of you, Paul, you're willing to get people in the hard conversation. And Lejeune, you're ready to go right there with the hard conversation. And you don't avoid them. And, and that is why you are making progress. You have a vision, but you also have tremendous patience and persistence um, to be in the conversations that address reality and, and let possibility emerge. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, what I would say is... Uh, that's not always comfortable, right? No, it is not, my friend. <laughs> but that's the part of the the journey and and the risk taking and the willingness to be vulnerable uh, to to go into those uncharted spaces because the reward is has been really great for us and it is great. What reflections yeah. would you have, Christine or Morgan, on this brilliant conversation? What I really appreciate, I, I was just thinking, is just the whole thread of this conversation for listeners and for myself and for us in hearing someone speak to the other side of this process, you know, having really gone through it on all the levels that you have um, and to speak to that impact and effectiveness. And yes, the discomfort and the noticings and the shifting I just really appreciate that so much. Thank you. I, we wish, I wish we had more time because what's really standing out to me is this relationship between vulnerability and having a herd. But this conversation always can continue with our listeners. Remember, you can always send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. You can email us at leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com or tweet us at We Lead Radio. We would love to hear from you. Love to keep talking to you about this. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you go find your herd. And we'll see you next week. Thank Thank you for listening to We Lead Radio. Be sure to join your hosts, June Gunter, Beth Hijack, Christine Erickson, and Morgan Reidenauer next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, which is 10 a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. And we'll see you on this same path next week.